when they're in the car, Joseph is like, we'll get a Cessna. It'll be fine. And then Jotaro's <laughs> face like immediately yeah. darkens. It's the feeling you get when you sense death upon you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you go down this road and you don't and, go and any Jotaro further. And Jotaro says, he's like, why would I get in a plane with someone who's been in a plane crash three different times? And, and specifically, and jo- Joseph is like, I'll pilot it. It'll be fine. And I'm like, what are you talking yeah, about, and, Joseph? Yeah, and Jotaro's like, what the fuck? And then, and then, and then jo- Joseph just like ignores him and moves on. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> like, because he he wants to die in a plane crash. Yeah, yeah. no. My my note on that was Jotaro's instinct to live versus Joseph's desire to die in a plane crash. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah, it's like he just he has that yen to just die in a fireball. <laughs> he calls like a, to him. It's because that's where he had his bar mitzvah. Yeah, and so he just wants to like reaffirm his manhood yeah. by like, just crashing. Well, that and, that and also all his issues with his own dad. Right. Oh right, right. The Maybe pilot. it's like genetic memory like some part of his past is like no we could we could successfully pilot a plane <laughs> and die no but, but, and die in the office of a bureaucratic zombie <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome to jojo's bizarre explainer a podcast about jojo's bizarre adventure i'm elizabeth simmons i'm darius kazami and i'm courtney stanton we are here to talk to you about one of the best episodes of this show Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how nice the sun is and how when you go outside and the sun is out, it makes you happy and gives you the good endorphins. And that's one Ooh. side of the rift. <laughs> and on the other side of the rift is Darius. I hate this episode. Well, he hates it's, this not, episode it's not true. More than I, I think is warranted. I I like most of this episode, but then the last Two minutes makes me hate everything retrospectively. Darius is sad because it's not fighty enough. <sighs> Something I don't. That's blatantly untrue. I love non-fighty episodes. Something I think is maybe helpful to to the understanding of why this episode is the way it is. Each of the episodes that we've seen so far, if it is a one-part episode. It has been an adaptation of four issues of the manga. So Dark Blue Moon would have been in the manga, like Dark Blue Moon Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4. And then anything that's been a two-part episode has had six parts in the manga. The Sun only has two parts. It was only two issues of the manga. And so they... So it's like half the usual amount of material that they work with to make a a single episode. Right. Right. And I think that impacts the pacing of the episode and just the content. Like it was always sort of a goof and, yeah. in a rocky a sort gag. Of, uh, yeah. Like, experimenting. And with we the see, form. and this isn't the last goof bad guy we'll see in this arc even. So it's a rocky, like intentionally experimenting with the form. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that he was like, Oh, they should encounter somebody who like they never fight and they just take them out. But it also means that like David productions actually adds like whole scenes a ton of really good shit apparently right yeah so like everything with him buying that very expensive car and then trading it for the camels was added so everything with Polnareff's hair getting messed with and and the productions were having fun I love I do love the scene where Polnareff's hair gets messed with and he's like hey that takes a long time to style and then like they actually animate him restyling his hair in like one second in like a second yeah yeah and it gets a little sound effect and everything I mean it probably takes longer to style from bedhead like it's it, it wasn't it wasn't that messed up. It already up. had all the gel in it. Right, exactly. That he yeah. Yeah. 
I also, I don't know, I got a lot out of seeing a, an extreme close-up of the Joestar Realty check. Like, yes. Yeah, using... his signature. <laughs> I don't know. There's like, they put in a lot of really good little moments into that stuff that I, I liked a lot. So, but yeah, they added so, all that to expand so the So Joseph trades, does this really like clever Josephy move of... <laughs> He's so bad. Of trading uh, this car for a bunch of camels. And water. Yeah. Oh, so some small details on their way out. When Joseph drags Polnareff away from this hapless girl, he's like, come on, we need you to drive. Yep. Again, Polnareff is the designated driver at all yep. times, which is hilarious to me. And Polnareff obviously knows it because that's an acceptable reason for him to get interrupted right. from like trying to chat from, up like, a woman. like on some lady. They get to like a Bedouin camp or something. And Joseph is like, yeah, I bought this fancy car not to take us across the desert. I just thought, well, this car is worth way more than four camels. Of course they'll trade me the camels for it. He's like you, Courtney. He doesn't want to have to do the haggling thing. But he did, though, because he did that. He taught haggling. Well, I guess he decided. Well, with this, he was like, this is too much trouble. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. He wanted to hasten his death because he knew that the Cessna was, <laughs> was in the near future. He's so excited. Yeah. Yeah. He just like, I want to get to my plane. Yeah, so he was just like, well, when it comes to life or death matters like this, you don't want to cut corners. So he's like, so I'm just going to buy the most expensive car and trade it. Yeah, trade, because, trade way down for it. Because it's not like he can't afford it. I got the impression that he thought the camels were worth the amount of the car. I no, thought, no, 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 he even he said thought, afterwards that he's like massively overtrading. It's not okay. that he thought that like they were cheap, but he was like, this is a way to guarantee it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, he was like, it's a guarantee for. There's no way in hell anyone's going to say that the camels are worth more than the car. Yeah. Okay. I do like when he gets the camels and he's like, oh, I know how to ride them. I know how to ride them. I've seen Lawrence of Arabia three times, well, one and a half times as I slept through the other two times. Yeah, Joseph Josar <laughs> can't ride a camel. A very deep lore moment. At one point, one of the camels like spits in Polnareff's face and like, he's like- smells yeah. at him. He's like, like, yeah. It like huffs, like, breathes, it, like, breathes yeah. on him, yeah. And Polnareff is like, ew, it smells horrible. And then pulls out like an aerosol can and starts spraying the camel. And at first I was like, what is that? Why does he have an aerosol can? And then I was like, oh, obviously Polnareff carries around air freshener for bathroom. Yes, yep. at all times. Yeah. He's ready. Yep, he's yeah. that guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of these people who carried those seat covers with him oh, too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Polnareff. Maybe they're embroidered with his initials or something. Oh, God. Like. Polnareff definitely has his own toilet. Yeah, he has like <laughs> yeah. a, a, a kit. Oh, the toilet. I mean, he definitely like brings rolls of toilet paper with him when he goes in yes. case that he, yeah. I, hey, I've done that. When I've been in places where I wasn't sure that there was going to be toilet paper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bathroom anxiety, Elizabeth. We know this. Yeah. Yeah. So, One, yeah. yeah. Gotta have the toilet paper. You yeah. dream about two things, bento Oreo and bathroom anxiety. Yep. Yep. That's all everything. That's all anyone knows about me. That's how I like to keep it. It's your brand. Yep. <laughs> Gay bathroom anxiety haver. Mento mm-hmm. Oreo addict. So we get some camel facts, which I like. Um, uh, so I've, I've ridden a camel before, and these facts are absolutely correct. Camels are about three meters or nine or ten feet tall. They are terrifying to be on especially in the sand. And they do have that weird way of walking where it's like both left sides and then both right sides. You sway back and forth a lot. Like, it's like you're on a boat in extremely choppy water. But walking. Terrifying, but walking. Sounds horrible. It is. It is horrible. I would not recommend (laughs) camel riding to anyone. Yeah. So don't. 
good. Don't. If you have the option, don't. If someone, if today someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, do you want to take a camel to this location?" Say no. <laughs> if that happened today in Portland, I would probably say no for other reasons. Like, <laughs> why are you in Portland with a camel? Why do you want me to ride the camel? Yeah, you have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, this seems like maybe I shouldn't go. I'm just saying, friends don't let friends ride camels. <laughs> Uh, another camel fact uh, uh, that is possibly incorrect. Uh, at some point, <laughs> at some point, Joseph gets camel spit all over his face, and uh, he says, "Oh, it's good sunscreen!" Ha 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 ha. That's as far as I can tell, not even a myth. About, <laughs> so, I think, if anybody, I think that was just a joke. If anybody wants to fact check, uh, camel camel spit sunscreen. Yeah, which like a cursory Google search has shown. Not to be a thing, but if you have personal experience with camels yeah. and spit, and or if you are a camel, yeah, and can talk, let mm-hmm. us or know. email. Yes, yeah, please by all means let us know. <laughs> let us know about all. We want to hear from all of our camelid friends, yeah. all of our dromedaries. Yeah, can you give a shout out. Camelids, uh, by the way, are animals with bifurcated lips and padded toes. I, wow. hate, uh, I hate knowing that, and yeah. I, hate, I hate hearing those words. Yeah, so llamas, llamas are also a kind of camelid. Like, I don't know what any of those words mean, and I hate I it. Well, you're learning. Yeah. I like it. Bifurcated lips? Yeah. Yep. I feel like in the extended edition of this episode, Kakiween would know that. Yeah, he would. So they get on the camels, and they head out into the desert. They eventually do manage to coax the camels down and, and yeah. ride them. Oh, yeah. I do want to say I love both Kakuin and Polnareff have kind of awesome desert outfits yeah, on. Like Kakuin's got too. a little makeshift turban thing, yeah. and Polnareff has this cape. Yeah, yeah, they look good. They look cool and yeah, heroic. They do. Yeah, and I like them using the little palm frond, like yeah. strapping palm trees to the back of the camp. Like I like everything in the episode up until the actual stand. stand <laughs> right, I do. Thing. I do too. Yeah, uh, Ela's. Had, you actually had a question about the palm frond. Thing. Oh yeah, my question was with the palm leaves dragging behind them to wipe out their their footprints. Doesn't it just leave another trail behind them? Right, and my my guess is that if you leave footprints behind, the wind. Won't it'll take a while for the wind to naturally cover up your tracks, but because there's like deep uh, imprints, right? But if you use a palm frond, uh, you know, it leaves a, a mark, but then it goes away very quickly once the wind blows, right? Yeah, makes sense. That makes it makes some sense. Fact checked, yeah. Thank you for that explanation. Yes. You're welcome. And then suddenly they're just very hot, <sighs> they realize that it's nighttime, but it's still sunny out. Yeah, and, uh, and it's fifty degrees uh, Celsius, whatever which is, that which means. Is, which very, is like it's like one hundred and five. Yeah, so it's like living in the south. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I was in grad school in Savannah, Georgia, and that's basically what it was like. You just you check the temperature at any time of day, and you'd be like, "Why? Just go wherever you are right now, get a towel wet, and then put it in the microwave, <laughs> and then slap yourself in the face with it, and try to breathe." Um, uh, and I'm sorry, uh, 50 degrees is 122 yeah. degrees. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, because so I remember we're talking, like 39 was like 95 Yeah, so that's, so we're talking, uh, that's about uh, Death Valley on yeah. a hot day. Yeah. So yeah, in the manga at one point, they say it gets up to like 70 degrees Celsius, and I was just like, that seems extreme. Yeah, that well, is- Well, it is a stand. It's not yeah. a- I'm just saying, wouldn't they be dead at 70 degrees Celsius? Well, and they would, I mean- it, they would be dead, but this whole fight lasts about three minutes, like yeah. in real time, like JoJo time. Yeah. So. I'm just like, don't, at what point do your lungs start getting like, but then again, 
Joseph just had brain yep. things happen to him yep. and he walked it off. So like, right. sure, they're fine. They're fine. Um, well, and they, yeah, yeah. If a different yep. kind of person, i.e. me, was in charge of this episode, this would have been the time when we would at least get a jacket removed. Oh, it's so hot here, Kakyoin. <laughs> yeah. Let me help you, you really take your pour this off. student yeah. uniform. Well, I guess yeah. I guess we already had a few episodes back we had uh, Jotaro take off his jacket. I feel like that was too much. Yeah, Jotaro's never going to want to take his jacket off again because he just paid like a lot of money for to it. To have it. like 600 women like sew him a new one. Yeah. Overnight. Overnight. <laughs> but yeah, I think that what should have happened is that they all have to take off as many clothes as possible and pour <laughs> water over each other yeah in order to stay cool yeah I think and that then that, that makes sense i think that's what the sun stand user was hoping for too I, true yeah he was sitting there with sitting like in a gamer yeah, chair. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah in, in his little in his little jack shack yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You just saved this episode for me. Yeah. Uh, so the sun makes everything super warm, uh-huh. very, very hot, yeah, and it almost melts everyone, and blah, blah, blah. Kakuin does do something cool, which is, again, another expansion of his powers. He just flies Hierophant Green. Almost 100 meters. Uh, almost 100 meters straight into this thing that's not the sun. Because uh, he's like trying to measure farther. how far it is, yeah, yeah, and that's farther than we've ever seen him. Except well, for no, the except one for last when episode, he tied it around the foot right. of the and it went three, it went like it went two like or three hundred meters like that time, thousands right. and thousands. But also, this isn't just a tentacle; this is the entirety of Hierophant Green. Right. right. So, so suddenly, Long Kaku, range. yeah, he's like he's really getting yeah, and the and the sun like shoots what appears to be like plasma. It pokes holes in like their their equipment, so they're just gonna burn to death, and that'll be the end of the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so Jotaro does a great Jotaro move where Star Platinum digs a hole, yeah. more Jotaro digging, and so he digs a little cave for them, and they get in the cave, and they're temporarily okay. Except and then just also now they're sweating in a hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. and and that's when everyone <laughs> starts to like crack up and start laughing, and Joseph's like, "Oh no, they've all lost it," and then Kakuin's like, "No, no, 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 you don't get it." There's a mirror out there. We all just noticed. We all just noticed. And it's, I, like, I think it's, is it Polnareff who's like, it's so stupid? Yeah, like, Polnareff says this is so stupid. Yeah, they hang a lampshade on it, which is when in narrative, uh, uh, the, the author points out that, that he knows that the thing that he is doing in the narrative is stupid and makes a character comment on its stupidity. I want to say here that Jotaro laughing is terrifying. I love Jotaro laughing. I'm in the middle on this one. I think Jotaro laughing is adorable. It scares the shit out of me. I don't know why, but something about him just like full smile, open mouth laughing is is I'm like, he looks possessed. I at least you get to see at least you get to see into his mouth. It's unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> no. I not I, worth it. I'm a fan because like that's just like Kakuin sees him like that all the time. I know, but that's private in between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So there's a mirror out there, and then one of them throws a rock. Jotaro does. Jotaro, yeah. Yeah. Star Platinum. Yeah, Star, yeah, Star Platinum. Platinum does like this beautiful, like shot put style almost, right. like throw where you can see his like glistening thighs. Yeah, and yeah. they, they, they real horny. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they Even break. Star Platinum is sweating. Yeah. yeah. They break the mirror and. Joseph is extremely confused, and I, Darius, am also extremely confused. I am still not sure what the hell was going on there. Like, I get that the mirror 
was a camouflage element for when he was following them. Yeah. But I have no idea what was actually. I think what it was. We're so dumb. It is dumb. I think what it was is he can create the stand. So what it is, is they knock the stand user unconscious. He was hiding behind a mirror in a little jack shack. and (laughs) Air conditioned. Yeah, a little air conditioned cube thing. And so the mirror prevented them from seeing him because it just reflected the desert. And what his stand was, was manifesting the appearance of a giant sun and making everything very hot. Right. So it seemed to them like it was still daylight. I think, so like to the camels, it probably looked dark, but was still really Yeah, that was one of my other questions is like, would a non-stand user be able to see the sun portion? They'd probably just feel the heat. Yeah, so it would just be like a very hot night. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, I guess, every night with the Stardust Crusaders. Um, but obviously the heat effect because we saw it like kill the plants and like burn a scorpion up and the camels passed out and one of them died right no the camels all lived they passed out okay they're not dogs the The scorpion died though scorpion Scorpion did burn that's true nature's dog (laughs) the scorpion thank you so yeah I think they just get I think you, it just really generates the heat and then it looks like there's a giant sun. Like, so this was one of those, they took the stand user out instead of fighting the stand. Because yeah. like, who right. wants to try and punch the sun? Right. Um, I mean, I'm sure Jotaro would, well, would yeah. try if he could. But... Right. But it just, it wasn't working. No, he doesn't like heat. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He burned himself that one yeah, time. Yeah. Once you immolate once, I think you're probably well, kind of no, like over in, it. In oh, yeah. Right. We saw him. He feels yeah, yeah. himself. He's like, mm. Mm. So yeah, it's unpleasant. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what it is. Is that it's just it create it generates a lot of heat, and then he can move that fireball thing around. Okay. So yeah. okay, yeah. it's kind of boring. Yeah, honestly. And yeah, I well, I guess that's why Rocky spent two issues of the manga. <laughs> on it. <laughs> but it's just it's like a well, also choice. I want to say two issues of the manga, including the part where they get to him. So yeah. really, it's like one issue yeah. is the actual fight with yes. the stand user, and then one issue is all the setup. Yeah, wonder why. I know. Well, because some, I mean, especially some deadline problem yeah. or something. Probably he was just like, I gotta. Especially because considering that you know some of these fights, it's like six issues. Yeah. And so this one was like, nah, <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean, I mean, I do think you know, having read some of Rocky's book on on manga writing, like like he does talk about the need to like change pace every now and then and that sort of thing. So it it does seem like he was just like, well, time for some comic relief, yeah. and we'll just do like a quick. He does seem to get thing. bored with his own work really easily, which is really awesome. Yeah, as a as, as a long term reader. reader, yeah, yeah. So this and it, the, to be fair, I always remember this episode. Like when we're like, yeah. oh, the sun. I'm like, I know which right. one that is. Yeah. And, right. Whereas there, like, I forgot Wheel of Fortune happened. I forgot Dark Blue Moon happened, but Same. I absolutely remember the sun. I have happened. no idea what happens from now until the end of this entire. That's arc. not true. You know, Death Thirteen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's so many fights in this arc. It's hard to remember them because, like, the for some reason, like the stand, like maybe like the because the tarot names don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's like hard to remember what they are. The sun, very on theme for its tarot yeah. card. Very I will true. say. Yes. But yeah, Araki was like, okay, the sun card. What if it was the a sun. sun? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like I I will say for all that I. I roll my eyes every time, and when I was like, when I realized this one was coming up, I was like, "Oh, I have to sit through that episode again." Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I completely remember it. I remember most of the beats of the episode, and I'm like, "Yeah, he 
it definitely sticks out. It definitely does stick out, and I think it is because it mixes up the formula. Yeah. So yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas you know, I think one of the reasons why we can't remember Dark Blue Moon or Wheel of Fortune is that they are basically the same episode. Yeah. Like, just yeah. in terms of their arc and what happens yep. in them. Yeah. So it's just it's swapping in. Yeah. Is this our guys. first um, like defeated stamp? On the uh, the retire oh, stamp, it might maybe be. yeah, that might be the first time we see a retire stamp on someone. I think it's yeah. a good point. So now we have to keep track and see. Yes, if it happens. Yeah, so retired. important important note. I think more or less from now on, when stand users get defeated, this stamp appears on the screen and it spells out retired or um, like out of commission. But yeah, so they start actually making it clearer. Yeah. What happens? Yeah, to these and, so at, and so and so at that of point, just like the pile of bodies ever mounting, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it so at some point you can actually like use the stamps to determine who's going to come back and who's not because it's like, oh, that 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 guy didn't get a stamp, so he really didn't actually die. Right, like they're not out of the fight yet. Yeah, uh, which is helpful for things like when they run into whole horse, for right? Uh, for like right. multiple times, yeah. yeah. For the people who it's like they show up again and again. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that is the sun. Yep, and then yeah. let's talk about the there's a there's a great little bumper at the end, the little episode preview. Yeah, oh, the yeah. episode preview is good if you actually watch through it, which like I would totally understand if you didn't. I didn't think there was going to be something worth watching, but the episode preview is it's just the sound of a baby crying and like sleeping Kakuin, and then you see Kakuin like wake up horrified and scream, and, yeah. scream, and that's it. That's it. And it's really good. It's like yeah. a great and like I haven't really been paying attention to the next week on or whatever or the previews. That's the word that I'm looking for. Right. Um, but I have like watched like stray ones and I think this is the only one I can think of that's like stylized like this that comes after to yeah. be continued. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is Lolly Ho <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say the the upcoming two parter uh is It's fun. Is real fun. It's a good one. Yeah. It's goofy. It's sometimes when Iraqi decides to deal with children and babies, it's like weird, but this is like weird in a good way. Stick around for a- JoJo Dick Watch. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was this the beginning of JoJo Yeah, this was Dick the beginning watch? of JoJo Dick Watch. You are, yeah. you are actually, dear, dear listener, you are going to see the dick of a JoJo <laughs> in this next- arc i forget if it's By the next a episode Jojo, you mean a character a on character the show. Uh, a, a, a stand you're going to see a stand user's dick <laughs> so yeah the the origin story of jojo dick watch uh, is, which is was coming. originally going to be our whole podcast yes originally that <laughs> was except the... <laughs> there were only like three ever <laughs> yeah, so, so it we had to expand a little yeah, bit yeah we had to just we had to just inflate the scope <laughs> to uh, all of jojo to all of, <laughs> to every single thing but it's all in service of yeah, that's really yeah, why Darius here to, is here. I'm here to bring you Jojo Dickwad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we hope you had a good time. Good night. Enjoy your jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon, at Stream PDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at Stream PDX and Open Signal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJojo or find us on the web at ExplainJojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that the Sun Stand user would leave for his Jack Shack. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the look on your face when you say that.